This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night, Real America's Voice, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Glad you're in. Glad you're a part of the show. It is going to be a busy show tonight. It is a busy news day, and we have just gotten Twitter file drop part two. We'll get into that here in a second. Rick Delgado's here. He's going to do some news. Mr. Delgado, how are you? I am doing well. How about you? Very, very good. I uh, just saw the Twitter files part two dropped on Barry Weiss's Twitter. I know. I saw it on Matt and, Taibbi. Um, <laughs> he writes, start your engines, and he tags Barry Weiss. Yeah, very very much so like when Matt Taibbi dropped the first part. I mean, and I, again, then we were scrambling to figure out what's going on. But um, the fact that Barry Weiss, say what you will, formerly of the New York Times, now founder and editor of the free press and does her own thing left there. The fact that you're getting this from her and you're getting it from Matt Taibbi is such an important part of this story that I think, not that it goes unrecognized, but I just, I just think it's so important to remember that who this is coming from and the framing of it um, as Barry Weiss drops Twitter's secret blacklists. Oh, I mean, in a, in a different time, Barry Weiss would have been probably knee deep in the middle of this, communicating with these people, right. um, being right in the middle of all this. And here she is now reporting on it uh, where, you know, people who normally would say, you know, if this was coming from Sean Hannity, uh, they'd say, ah, no, you know, who knows what Hannity has got such an agenda. Bah, bah, beep, bah, bah, bah. Well, you know. All of her friends in her liberal media from the New York Times and other places are not, you know, are not going to be saying Barry Weiss has an, some kind of right wing agenda here. Yeah. Exactly. So the fact that it's, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's coming from her is really a strategic, um, really brilliance on the part of Elon to do this, take it out of his hands and give it to two journalists who are respected in the left wing media uh, sphere. And let them drop it. Let them do the research. They've verified it. They've made the phone calls. Matt Taibbi said last time after Twitter file dropped one, he said, thanks to everybody who picked up the phone. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who didn't want to pick up the phone knowing what was going to get reported on. So uh, we'll get to that. Lots to talk about there. That literally just dropped at 7.15. I looked at the first five or six that she put out, and I was already like, whoa. But the... (laughs) They're doing the same thing that they did on um, Twitter part one, which was like they're doing them one at a time. So it's just like it's very hard to report on. So I want to let a little let this first segment go a little bit. We'll talk about a couple other things and then we'll get back to that while there's enough of them out there that we can work our way through. So I'm glad you're in on a Thursday live from Studio 6B. Lots to do. 
Gio holding it down tonight. And um, Gio, who's um, who's in there with you to your right? It's not Fran. I know that. Oh, look at this. <laughs> look at this. It's the one and only Mr. Harry Oates on the board tonight. Can you unmute your own mic? Let's see if that, that works. Harry, <laughs> I did. I did. I've, I've got it down, Pat. Only three buttons I got to worry about tonight. So we're okay. Okay. Very good. Three button Harry, we'll call him tonight. Three button and Harry. And of course, um, our thoughts and prayers are with Fran, who's off tonight and off tomorrow night as he's dealing with the un, an untimely passing. And I mentioned this the other night. I didn't get into much detail, but I don't think he'd mind me telling you at this point. An untimely passing in his family, and our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family as they go through um, what's going to be a tough, tough couple days here and a tough weekend, obviously. Um, the sitting hours and the wake is tonight, funerals this weekend. We're gonna, I think all of us are going to at least try to get to something uh, if we can. Um, and our thoughts and prayers are with Fran and his family, and I love Fran, and he's been with me for a long time, and I could not and would not do the show without him. And thanks to Harry for filling in, just like Gio. I couldn't, couldn't and wouldn't try to do any of this without the two of them. They're the best at what they do, both of them. Um, and, they, and they do all the heavy lifting. And then I get to sit down and take all the credit for it. And they do all the work. So um, I love the two of them. And um, Fran's going through a tough time. So we're going we're gonna to be there as much as he wants us to be there for him. So, And I know you, the audience... We'll send your thoughts and prayers, and we'll pass them along um, as well. So, Gio and Harry holding it down tonight. Lots to get to. So, similar to the withdrawal in Afghanistan, Joe Biden likes to um, leave things behind. That's what I was thinking all day today. Uh, this time, it was a Marine he left behind. And there's a lot to talk about here. You know, and I'm sure everybody's talked about it, so I'm not going to add a lot that you probably haven't already heard, other than this whole idea that we've heard today about this. Um, by the way, to my knowledge, this is the first WN involving a WNBA player. This is the first trade that anybody's actually ever cared about. <laughs> uh, that would be number one. Exactly. Um, but the reporting all day that you've heard is that, uh, well, it was, it was her or nobody. Oh, it was her or nobody. There was no, there was no other cards to be played, which on its face is bogus because you're the president of the United States. You're the leader of the free world. You're the most powerful man in the world from the most powerful country in the world. And I understand who you're dealing with here, but the idea that it was her, or nobody, it, there's no such thing. There's just no such thing. Now you may, you may not be able to get to a deal. But it certainly wasn't just her or nobody. It was it was that you're a pathetic deal maker, and no one's afraid of you. We've talked yeah. about this in many other situations. Clearly, they're not afraid. They were not afraid to, um, you know, they just weren't afraid of him. No. Here, it's just a not, not a good deal. And he's got you know, and Biden and, and Democrats in general have a, have a track record of getting rolled. Uh, you know, along with the Mitch McConnells, they, they get rolled in deals. That's just what they do, especially when it comes to dealing with people overseas. And somebody like Putin to say, oh, it was this or nothing? Well, you know what? That's when you get up from the table and you go, I guess it's nothing. And you turn around and you walk away because chances are they're going to chase you down in the parking lot and say, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Maybe there's a deal we can make here because let's face it, Putin is, was more desperate than we were. W, uh, Brittany Griner... Great. Gl glad she's home. Believe me. She doesn't deserve to be there. Made a mistake. I get it. You know, 
and she's back home where she's belongs. She's an American, right? You want that. But to sit there and say, well, it's yeah, either even that the ones or... Who hate, even the ones who hate America like right, she does. Right. Yeah. But, but to sit there and say, oh, well, that was the best deal we can go, get, it just shows your, your stupidity and your weakness. Um, because you know what? This arms dealer um, you know, that we've had for, what, 12 years, I think, or something like that, they said, in yeah. prison, is a way bigger fish. Yeah. than some WNBA player. I'm, I'm just sorry. It, on the world stage... Well, you don't even need to say WNBA anymore. Remember, it's not. she's right. not here. She's not home because she's a WNBA player. She's home because she's black and she's gay. Right. She, she, fit, she fit the... Um, she fit the, 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 the talking points and the, hey, look at what we did to the, you know, class of people, communities. She fits all of the... Um, she fits the talking points and, and the, and the, and the, um, you know, she fit whatever the words I'm trying to figure right. out here. She, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. She fits into that narrative. Those are that, the demographics that she right. fits that they cared about. That, that's all they care about. But meanwhile, like I said, you know, you've got this arms dealer who is a major, major deal, major deal. The fact that Putin wanted him means, okay, you know what? You got him over a barrel. This would look like a huge win for him. Bringing him home, the, the, you know. Oh, look at this! Look what I was able to get out of America. But now, you, now you give him such a win because what you trade in? Did, did we get somebody of equal, you know, in terms of their national standing? Did we get something like that? No, of course not. I mean, if you're measuring it by that, here's who um, cut four G. Here's who exactly we um, we traded. Roll that. Victor Boot, uh, in, in my eyes, um, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. Without a doubt. Mike Braun, the former chief of operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, told us Boot first exploded on the scene in war-torn West Africa in the late 1980s. Elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single-shot rifles to... AK-47s, not by the thousands, but by the tens of thousands. So he weaponizes civil war in Africa. He transformed these young adolescent warriors into uh, insidious, mindless, maniacally driven killing machines that operated with assembly line efficiencies. Now okay, so 43 boot from the Soviet Republic. So just hold it there for a second. So, um... Again, a trade involving a WNBA player with someone now who can actually shoot, not the WNBA <laughs> player, the other guy. Right. And for a party who claims that um, they're opposed to people getting their hands on what they like to call weapons of war, as we they always say, you know, who needs this? Why do you need this? A hunter doesn't need this. You know, Joe Biden with the, oh, you think they're wearing a Kevlar vest, that whole nonsense didn't seem to be a problem in this negotiation. That didn't seem to be on the mind of any of them there that you're putting the biggest arms dealer in the world, the most dangerous man is referred to 60 minutes, um, back on the street. And guess what he's going to peddle? He's going to peddle weapons of war. And guess what happens? People are going to get killed because of this. Probably American citizens are going to get killed because of this. But none of that seemed to be on the mind of them. Weapons of war was not a, um, they were not opposed to it today. Not opposed to it at all. Go ahead, G. Republic of Tajikistan is a mystery man who reportedly served in the Soviet Air Force and Intelligence Service. The U.S. has indicted him on four terror-related charges, including conspiracy to kill Americans.
What makes him a threat to the United States? He is a shadow facilitator. He's arming not only designated terrorist groups, uh, insurgent groups, but he's also arming very powerful drug trafficking cartels uh, around the globe. Taking advantage of Russian military contacts at the highest levels and the collapse of the Soviet Union, federal prosecutors allege Boot essentially became a one-stop shop, offering an unlimited supply of stockpiled Cold War weapons to bad guys around the world, including Charles Taylor of Liberia, who's now on trial for war crimes. According to the U.S. indictment, Boot had a unique selling point when it came to weapons trafficking a fleet of cargo airplanes capable of transporting weapons and military equipment anytime, anywhere. More than 60 planes in all, his own private air force. Those Russian aircraft uh, were built like flying dump trucks. He could move this stuff and drop it with pinpoint accuracy to any desert, to any jungle, to any other remote place in the world, right into the hands of what I refer to as the potpourri of global scum. Like the the Amazon Prime of uh, weapons, yeah. of gun trafficking. Yeah, again, the party that's opposed to all of you getting weapons of war, automatic semi-automatic weapons of war. Not on the forefront of their thinking today, was it? And no. you know what makes this really the worst is you know Russia's claim on 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 Whalen, the Marine, is that he was a U.S. spy, and if you take them at their word, which obviously I wouldn't, but let's just say if in this one case they're correct, and you have a Marine who really put his life and put it all on the line for our country to go in there as a spy, and you have a WNBA player who hates the country, who's done nothing for the country whatsoever, doesn't even stand for the anthem, but yet that's, that's, who's, that's who's coming home. That's who's coming home. So quite unbelievable. All right, just getting started on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. More to do. Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Lots to talk about. Rick Delgado's here. He's going to do some news. Paul's off tonight. Slick Rick's going to do some sports. He's going to be late tonight. I think he'll be here in the second hour, like 9 o'clock or so. So we'll do sports when Slick Rick, when he's here, he's got the odds maker. He already made the pick tonight for the odds maker. I think he's got the Raiders. Uh, I think that was his pick over the Rams tonight. I think he's got the Raiders in the odds makers. He did that yesterday. So we'll get to that. Uh, Rick Delgado's here. We're going to do some news. Harry sitting in for friend. Gio holding it down as always. Um, so let's get back to um, this this horrific trade, uh, Brittany Griner. And like Rick says, we, we want all American citizens to come home. Absolutely. Even the ones who hate the country. Um, and will come home and still hate the country. But um, the idea that Biden couldn't do any better than just her, I think it's just well, it doesn't matter what I think. Let me tell you what the reporting is tonight. And this is from Jordan um, Schachtel, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. And he has a substack, and he says, evidence indicates Biden administration prioritized WNBA's Griner over Marine Paul Whelan, despite claiming otherwise. 
Stealth edited report and commentary from Marine's family and attorney indicates that Russia offered both as an option. Now, if this ends up being true, it's this is this is impeachable on its own. If it was, if this is could be could be proven to be true. He says on Thursday morning, the Biden administration announced that WNBA player Brittany Griner had been freed from a Russian prison prison in exchange for Victor Bout, a notorious Russian arms dealer who was known to Western intelligence agencies as the merchant of death. The seemingly lopsided trade was made worse by the reality that American citizen Paul Whelan, who served in the U.S. Marine Corps, was left behind in Russia for several months. The Biden administration has been publicly indicating their intent to try to secure the release of both Griner and Whelan in exchange for Mr. Bout. But before announcing Thursday that they had secured Griner in a one-on-one -on -one exchange, did the Biden administration choose Griner over Whelan? Although Biden officials and the president himself had denied that that was the case, several pieces of evidence seem to indicate that Griner was indeed prioritized over Whelan and that Moscow allowed the Biden administration to choose either individual for the one-to-one -one swap. The corporate meet now, let's just stop here for a second and let's think about this. If we were sitting here today or we were sitting here two years ago, and this was, let's say, December of 2020, and a president with the last name of Trump had come out today and said, well, Paul Whelan's coming home. But um, now Brittany Griner is going to stay there. And, and by the way, now that, that we know that this is uh, he prioritized her over him, he's probably going to stay there for a much longer time. A much longer time. But just think about if President Trump had said, oh, yeah, um, Paul Whelan's coming home and Brittany Griner, uh, sorry, it was either him or nobody. So we went with, um, we went with the U.S. Marine. Sorry, LeBron. Sorry, Chris Paul. Sorry, you know, everybody on The View. Think about what we would be seeing today. Think about what the, what, what the, what the backlash, what the media would be saying, what the outcry would be uh, if this were the exact opposite with, the, with Trump still in office and not Biden selecting Greiner and leaving the Marine in Russia. Um, so now back to back to this Substack because obviously this is this to me this to me changes everything if this could be proven that he had a choice to either or, or to get both. Corporate media citing senior Biden administration officials have delivered clues about the prisoner swap options. NBC News, a known regurgitator of state propaganda, stealth edited its story about the decision to choose Brittany Griner over Paul Whelan for reasons unknown. NBC News, citing a senior U.S. official, changed its entire narrative about the prison exchange. The key paragraph in question from NBC's story first read, before being stealth edited, quote, a senior U.S. official told NBC News that the U.S. government had sought to have both Griner and Whalen released as part of a swap with the Kremlin which wanted the return of Victor Bout, a Russian arms dealer who has served 11 years of a 25-year sentence in the U.S. But the official said Russia has treated Whelan differently because he's an accused spy. 
and that the Kremlin gave the White House the choice of either Griner or Whalen or none. Then the stealth edit on NBC's site currently reads as follows. All the same stuff. Senior U.S. official told NBC News the U.S. government had sought to have both Griner and Whalen released as part of a swap with the Kremlin, which wanted the return of Victor Bout, a Russian arms dealer who served 11 to 25 sentences, but the official said Russia has treated Whalen differently because he's an accused spy and that the Kremlin ultimately gave the White House the choice of either Griner or no one after different options were proposed. So that is the edit to the original that said he could choose either Griner or Whalen or none. The NBC News report also cites Whalen's Russian lawyer. Whalen's Russian lawyer, Vladimir, whoever, also said that the deal was an exchange of one-to-one -one and that choosing Griner, 32, appeared more humane because she's a woman and an Olympic champion while Whalen was in the military and it's easier for him to be in custody. The attorney had previously said that Russia offered a one-to-one -one swap for Whalen in exchange for Bout prior to Griner's detention. This offer was apparently rejected by U.S. officials. Additionally, Whalen's brother has indicated that just days ago, the former U.S. service member was being considered for a one-to-one -one swap. It sure seems, at least according to initial reports, along with the testimonies of Whalen's lawyer and the family, that the Biden administration is not telling the truth about its dealings with the Russians. Ooh, what a surprise. Now, the other part of this that I picked up on, mm. do you remember just recently about, I don't know if it was three weeks ago, a month ago, we, we heard the story about Biden clearing the way for the Saudi prince MBS to be cleared in the Khashoggi murder? Vaguely. You remember that? Yeah. So Biden told the court that, 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 that MBS should have immunity, basically clearing the way for him to get off and never have to face any charges or whatever, whatever the story was. And, and the word is that when Biden went over there, and you remember the fist bump outside yeah. and lame to beg for more oil, which they basically gave him the middle finger on, and then they cut production. So we find out now that... Um, MBS acted as a as a in between person here to yeah. cut this deal with Russia. Yeah. So so not only did Biden cave here once with Russia leaving the Marine behind, he caved twice by giving MBS this basic um, you know basic autonomy here on the Khashoggi killing, and then used them, and still got his oil cut. I mean, it's, how more pathetic can this guy be? <laughs> That's a question I don't think we can answer because he's still he's still kicking around. I'm, I'm sure he's going to surprise us with something else soon. But yeah, so so basically, what he did is, and if people aren't aren't uh, clued into that part of the story, is there were no there were direct talk, there were side talks, all this all these talks going on. But basically, the guy in charge of making the deal was a Saudi. And, and basically what we did was say, here, you make the best deal for us. So what they do, they made, eh, they made a deal. Knowing that we would take, or Biden would take it, because he'll take anything, as we've seen. They'll take anything. This is, the, this is basically, you know, uh, 
the Obama, the Biden version of the Bo Bergdahl deal. You know, you, you give up all this and you get back nothing. live from Studio 6B. More to do on a Thursday. We'll do it when we get back right after this. from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. 30 minutes past the hour. Real America's voice. Make sure you follow us on all our social media. Uh, Getter, Twitter, all at LFS6B, at LFS6B. And make sure you join us on Locals. I did a half-hour pre-stream AMA on Locals before the show. Tonight I'm going to do more of those. I'm eventually going to be live during the show, during the commercial breaks on Locals. So we're going to start building up the locals community. Great stuff going on over there. Those of you who have already supported the show over there, I really can't tell you how much I appreciate it. We're going to give you a lot for the little, um, you know, I think it's 10 bucks a month to support the show. And those of you who've done it, I appreciate it. And we're going to give you a lot of stuff over there for, for, for that 10 bucks a month to support the show. Number one, keeps the show going, and we're going to give you great stuff. You can interact with us over there. You can send us direct messages, which one of us will answer. Mostly it'll be me. I'm going to do live streams. I did a stream this morning for my, um, me and Tucky did a live stream this morning, me and Tucker. Um, so that was pretty cool. So good stuff over there. And uh, make sure you join us on Locals as well. Um, I'm going to get to the Twitter drop here. I just want to let Barry Weiss get most of them out so we can kind of, when we do it, kind of go and not have to wait for her to keep dropping more. We'll go through them. But just the first couple have been unbelievable. Here, let me break it down for you. Bongino, <laughs> targeted. Charlie Kirk, targeted, silenced, put on a list, blacklisted to make sure the message didn't get out, the trending didn't get out, the stories didn't get out. Raise your hand if you're surprised, I know, but still, seeing it reported from Barry Weiss is quite something. So we'll get into those here in a second as well. Uh, we'll get back to um, this god-awful trade that Biden made today. Because uh, I've got a bunch of stuff on this. I want to tell you more about this merchant of death, the person we swapped. But just to, just to finish off with what I was uh, saying before. So um, now, of course, I lost it. Where's the article from the New York Post? So the article from the Post, here it is. Despite credit, this is just from December 7th. So what's this is yesterday. Uh, despite credible allegations of his involvement in the Khashoggi murder, U.S. court throws out lawsuit against MBS because the Biden administration has informed the court that he is immune. So the U.S. court dismisses the suit against Saudi ruler in Khashoggi's killing. The court followed the Biden administration's guidance that Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam has immunity as the head of a government in a case over the death of Jamal Khashoggi. So Biden fought for him here, went over there, tried to grease the skids, tried to, um, and then used him to do a deal to bring home America-hating Brittany Griner. So that's basically the situation here. Yeah, that's it, basically the situation. It's like it kind of reminds me of uh, the Joe Manchin uh, Chuck Schumer deal recently. 
right? Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to fight for it. Okay, we made a deal. And then all of a sudden, it's time for Joe Manchin's part of the deal. Ah, I don't think we're doing that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This guy caved the knee twice here. Yeah. To two of the bigger enemies we have. And he just got used and abused. And and, and he opens up. He opens up his. uh, This is how he opens up. uh, Cut one, G. Here's how he opens up today. Well, good morning, folks. And it is a good morning. Moments ago, standing together with her wife, Sherelle, in the Oval Office, I spoke with Brittany Griner. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. After months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances, Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones, and uh, and she should have been there right. all along. Okay. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. Yeah. More importantly, cut two. Roll that. We never forgot about Brittany. We've not forgotten about Paul Whelan, who's been unjustly detained in Russia for years. This was not a choice well, we of which American to bring home. We brought home Trevor Reed when we had a chance early this year. Sadly, for totally illegitimate reasons, Russia is treating Paul's case differently than Brittany's. And while we have not yet succeeded in securing Paul's release, we are not giving up. We will never give up. We remain in close touch with Paul's family, the Whelan family. And my thoughts and prayers are with them today. They have to have such mixed emotions today. And we'll keep negotiating in good faith for Paul's release. I guarantee that. I say that to the family. I guarantee you. And I urge Russia to do the same to ensure that Paul's health and, you, and humane treatment un, uh, maintained until we can be able to bring him home. I don't want any American to sit wrongfully detained in, in one extra day if we can bring that person home. My administration has now brought home dozens of Americans who were wrongfully detained or held hostage. So is he, you know, the question there is, is, is he lying? And there's, there's some reporting tonight that may insinuate that, that, that what he said there is not the, not the case. That it is not the case that he did have a choice to bring Whalen home. Griner's been detained there for 10 months. Whalen's been there for four years. And again, what, to me, what makes this worse is if you buy Russia's assertion that he was a spy, all the more reason to get him out of there. If, in fact, the U.S. government knows that he is, in fact. Yeah, uh, I mean, he'd be better off. I wonder, I wonder if it would have changed if he would have identified as a, uh, I don't know, maybe a, a black, lesbian, minor, attracted person with, with an autistic, uh, you know, problem. That probably, would, that probably would change the dynamic. All of a sudden, now, now it would be something that they'd be interested in. But we know that Biden has had an issue with the military. He's always had an issue with the military. He doesn't like the military. It, it comes out of him in certain situations and it's amazing so so it's not a surprise that a former military guy is stuck there in russia and it was uh and with a chance to come home and bring him home he didn't do it why like you said it, he doesn't tick the boxes he doesn't he's he's not who is he's not going to vote for us if we bring him home you know if if, if biden had gotten both of them it, it, it's still you look you still look at it and say man that's a that's a that's a tough swap to put this guy back out back out on the streets back out doing what he's going to do back out killing americans targeting americans do all the things he did but if he had gotten both of them home at least the american public would have been able to swallow that and say okay this is the price of right. of doing business right yeah but but 
but this situation is, I mean, who, who could. And, and not I only mean, that, then you, then let's introduce the other part that they're, they're not talking about. The fact that the guy is known as the minister of death, he played the clip about all the stuff that he can do with his fleet of planes, dropping weapons all over the world at a moment's notice, it seems like. You think he's going to be, uh, you know, striking up those uh, connections again? You can guarantee it. He was probably handed a phone. Hey, let's get back to work. Okay, let's get back to work, shall we? What's up? Ah, well, we got a problem with these Ukraine people. Oh, that's right. Hey, you know what? I think I can get some weapons to uh, some people that might be able to help us, uh, you know, kind of fix that problem in Ukraine. Uh, Hello? Hello? Nobody thinks about this stuff. Or they think about it, and they're like, well, who cares about that? We got got to get this, this WNBA player in. There's a point one two five percent of the population who will be jumping up and down for it. The world's most successful arms merchant was born 55 years ago, an ethnic Ukrainian, um, part of Turkic Central Asia, also known as Sanctions Buster. Bout got his start in arms dealing during the chaotic years after the fall of the Soviet Union. That heavily militarized former superpower left everything from state-of-the-art jets and tanks to nuclear missiles and bombers all scattered around newly independent countries like Ukraine and Kazakhstan. There were lots of shady deals to be made with cash-strapped governments and high-ranking military officers. Bout reportedly smuggled more than $32 billion in various weapons out of Ukraine during the 1990s. It was during this same time period, 1994 to be exact, that then-President Bill Clinton was negotiating the Budapest Memorandum between the Russian Federation and several former Soviet republics, including Ukraine. And if I remember correctly, that was the deal where it was Ukraine, give up all your nuclear yeah. nuclear weapons, and now we'll be there to protect you. Well, how'd that work out for them? Kiev agreed to give up former Soviet... Nu- oh, well, if I had read the next sentence, I could have saved you me saying it. <laughs> Kiev agreed to give up former Soviet nuclear weapons and delivery systems in exchange for security guarantees that turned out, well, worthless. Maybe the best that can be said about the Budapest Memorandum is that it may have prevented Bout from getting his hands on any nuclear warheads because this guy will sell to literally anybody... Part of his 2012 conviction in a New York federal court was for attempting to buy and sell anti-aircraft missiles to terrorist organizations for use against passenger jets. Bao was sentenced to 25 years in prison, and Moscow has been trying to get him released ever since. Hmm. Sounds like a good you deal. Have to, yeah, if you have to ask why the Kremlin would be so eager to get a terror sponsor released from prison, I can give you two answers. The first is that Bout has almost certainly been paying kickbacks, protection money, really, to the criminal clique that runs the Russian Federation. The other, at least according to several European governments, is that Russia is itself a terrorist state. But let's get back to Bout. In the early 2000s, he got heavily involved in trafficking weapons to various African dictators and thugs, including Liberian warlord Charles Taylor. He is believed sometimes to have been working at the behest of Russian intelligence. He was arrested by Thai authorities in 2008 after a sting operation involving a paid DEA informant. Bot was involved, he thought, in a conspiracy to supply Russian anti-aircraft and armor-piercing rocket launchers to 
FARC, FARC, the uh, communist rebel group in Colombia. He was extradited to the U.S. in 2010 and charged with conspiracy to provide material support or resources to a designated foreign terrorist organization, conspiring to kill Americans, conspiring to kill American officers or employees, and conspiring to acquire and use of anti-aircraft missiles. Other charges included wire fraud and money laundering. So this, this, is, <laughs> Stand -up this is who we released today. <laughs> yeah. And no doubt, they probably handed him a satellite phone on the plane. And uh, he's like, hey, uh, who's got some... Oh, that's right. Hey, let me, let me give, give a call to my old pal in Afghanistan and see if they've come into uh, any weapons they might want to sell. Because Iran just called and said, hey, we would like some more weapons. You think you can get us some stuff? And I'm sure he's probably got 10 planes on their way to Afghanistan right now to pick up our stuff and sell it to Iran. Why not? And as they <laughs> say here, this is, uh, this is, by the way, PJ Media, uh, Stephen Green. He says, this is the guy that Biden just sprung from prison in exchange for a basketball player stupid enough to bring her personal stash of drugs into a country like Russia. I mean, it, it, it's just, on its face, it's horrifically bad enough. If it's true that he had a choice, and he went with the black gay lesbian player over the American Marine who's been there for four years and is supposedly there undercover as a spy that rushes onto or thinks they're onto, and he left them there for what's now going to be a very long time. is unconscionable, unconscionable on every level. Yeah. Again, he had a choice. You walk away from the table. You want him that bad? You're going to bring me what I want. Simple as that. Knowing that, that he could have been had, they, they would have wheeled up probably uh, maybe Whalen and probably somebody else as well just to get him. And again, just think if Trump was the president and he brought home Whalen and left Brittany Griner and said, well... And then we found out that he could have gotten both, if that was certainly the case. Right. Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Rick Delgado's here. He's going to do some news. Slick Rick's going to join us in a little bit. He'll do some sports. Want to say hello to all our friends in the Getter mm -hmm. chat. See everybody in there. All fired up, as always. Good to see you. Make sure you share the show. Like the show. Give it a thumbs up. Share it on your page so we can spread the word. And again, make sure you follow us on our social media at LFS6B pretty much everywhere at LFS6B on Getter and on Twitter and on Locals and on Facebook. Instagram, LFS6B show, although I don't post much on Instagram, so follow us everywhere else that you have, um, that you're on yourself and say hello. Hey. Um, let's, Harry and Gio holding it down as, um, and our thoughts are with Fran, obviously, who's off today and tomorrow, like I told you. Uh, I want to say hi to everybody in the Getter chat. I see a lot of the usual suspects. I see some new names in there as well. Good to see you people. Uh, Cab 1977, Ginger, I see you, Homeschool, Betty, Sue, um, everybody's in there. Good to see you guys. We'll get to some news and some sports. Oddsmakers is uh, going on tonight. 
Slick Rick picked the Raiders over the Rams tonight, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. An arms dealer for a pot user doesn't add up, says for Lord always. Yes, no, it does not add up, and it certainly doesn't add up. Um, care to walk, Damon, thoughts on the electric grid being shot down? Yeah, I'll talk about that in a second, because we've, we've actually talked about it on this, this show since 2015, and a lot of the mainstream media didn't pay any damn attention to it. Um, I'll get back to that. So no, back to what I was saying, it doesn't add up. And especially if we if we find out that Jordan Schlegel's reporting tonight is at all accurate, and given that NBC was live editing that article, stealth editing that article to change the facts on the ground, it'll come. We'll, we'll find out one way or the other. Yeah. If if um, if he did have a choice here to uh, get the Marine, and in and in Russia's mind, that's what makes this all the worse. If you buy into what they say that he's a spy, to get him home. And then continue to deal with her, right? And but, to get rid um, of, and basically get rid of somebody they don't really care about. They didn't. It was. It was just. You know. It was a name. Big whoop. No real. Yeah. No real value to it, other than embarrassing someone on a world stage. And now he got uh, Harry, embarrassed again. Harry, I got an email from Mary Kitchen who said, "Thanks, Harry, for sitting in." So I just want to let you know, I had their people are writing in to say hello to you. Oh, well, tell them I said hello. In fact, I'll jump on and I'll get into the chat. Yeah, some people okay, think you're Mary. wearing a uh, life preserver. What are you wearing there? Harry? I just, I, I just ran in. It's my jacket. <laughs> oh, take okay. it off yes, if look, you want. Oh, no, no, please, please, please. <laughs> All right, let's do, um, let's do some news. Let's do some other news, and then we'll get to the Twitter files. Dump number two came out tonight. Barry Weiss. We'll get to that. Uh, what's going on, Rick? Yeah, speaking of the Twitter files, uh, one word we'll be talking about is called visibility filtering. Think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> visibility filtering. That's, yeah. That is, uh, I need people on this show to come up with things like that where I want to say something <laughs> stupid and they say, no, don't call it that. Call right. it this. This is much better. Yeah. That's what I need. We need colorful. I need some, uh, I need some chat GBT or whatever the hell this AI thing that everybody's <laughs> talking about is called to help me come up with different ways to call things. Yes. Like a sanitation engineer instead of a garbage man. Something, yes. Something cool like that. Hey, I don't know if you caught this story. A Chicago private school dean of student uh, life teacher bragged about having LGBTQ health staffers give children sex toys and teach queer sex from a video from Project Veritas Reports. Joseph Bruno, the dean of student life at Francis W. Parker School, uh, a very nice, I guess, uh, Private school bragged in a video released by Project Veritas that, that during the school's annual Pride Week, he had the uh, LGBTQ Health Center come into the classroom and they were passing around uh, these plugs, which go places, along with other things for the students to play with and learn from. I think it's cut number 14, G. Go. Meet Joe Bruno, Dean of Students at the prestigious Francis W. Parker Private School in Chicago, which happens to charge $40,000 per student. Well, they're just like passing on dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're like, how do you, how does this work? How do we do, like, how does this work? That's a really, like, cool part of my job. Parents might be stunned to learn that Bruno's version of love and acceptance means handing out sex toys to underage students. So I've been the dean for four years. During Pride, we do a Pride week every year. And I had, um, I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in 
they were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using blue versus using spit. Who is this? This is uh, an LGBTQ plus health center came in to talk to my high school students. They're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them, they're looking at them. In the school? In, in a classroom. Wow. Yeah. While well, I'm sitting there. And we had a drag queen come in, um, pass out cookies and brownies and do photos. It's so amazing. And everybody's cool with that, like the plugs and the dildos. Yeah. Nobody complains. No. I mean, if the parents found out, would they? No. It's queer sex. This is the drag queen that came in. What's her name? Uh, Alexis Bevels. Alexis Bevels. And just hung out in my classroom. And was there? Or hung out in my office. You have so much freedom, so much wiggle room. So much freedom, so much money. I mean, I mean to do stuff. Trustees are okay with that too? They don't know. They would, it's like, we. I wouldn't even like run it by them. Like, why would I run it by them? They'd be like, oh my God, that's wonderful. Like yeah, all with the kids yeah, at sure. with the classroom. 14, 18. They're like, how do you, how does this work? How do we do, like, how does this work? Right. Um, so yeah, that's a really like cool part of my job is I don't have to worry about stuff like that. No. Disgusting. What did I just watch? It's a public school in Illinois? No, it's a private school. A very, um, how is it described? A very, uh, well, it's a very nice private school. Charges $40,000 a year. 14 to 18 years old. Yeah. Meanwhile, no doubt that if they were going to take Brittany these kids... Griner's coming home. Yeah. If they were going to take these kids, oh, I don't know, maybe to a uh, museum of some sort, uh, they would need permission slips. Everybody would have to know about it. But uh, no, you want to you drag a, a big old fat drag, a drag queen into the, into the classroom with some butt plugs and dildos and, and throw them around like, like, the, like it's party time and it's confetti. You feel free and do that. Nobody has to know about it. Ah, right. Now, Real Prince style just said Damon in a big drag outfit would be hilarious. No, no, it would not. No, no, it would not. It would not. Um, Sorry, you know, Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron. Yeah, why are you laughing at that? Kirk Cameron <laughs> made a mistake. He wanted to go read his book at the public library to a bunch of kids. You know, kind of like what you, we used to go to as kids. Yeah. Uh, go to the library and have somebody read something to you, you know, nice and wholesome and something that you could learn from. And well, the library wouldn't wouldn't allow it because it was about church and family and God and things like that. Um, if he had if he had had the bio, bio written about this classroom, he he would have been welcomed with open arms. Yeah, if he had a uh, library, uh, he want, he could have gone on tour. If he had a Balenciaga catalog, oh, let's show it to the kids and see if we can order them some stuff. This, this if do you're you have, paying, do you have the other where, part where they confront this guy, G? Okay. Where are the where are the parents? I mean, how could this have been? Is this a, just a moment in time? It was one day this happened. Like, where if you're spending that kind of dough, you would figure that you'd be up on everything that was going on. In in in, like what? It's and that insane. is so over the top. It's insane. Well, the guy says, the guy says, man, I tell you, the guy says, that's a nice, this is a nice part of my job. I don't have to worry about it. Right. Well, 
In, in another video that I saw, James O'Keefe, the Project Veritas founder, attempted to speak to Bruno outside the school. And, of course, he turned tail and ran back into the school building. And a uh, Parker Francis W. Parker School sent out an email claiming the video was edited with malicious intent. I don't know what so well. I don't know how you you edit um, dildos and butt plugs with malicious malicious intent. I'll tell you because for all the talk that they want to do about testicles and all this other stuff, he doesn't have any when it comes to that. See, he has no testicles when it comes to actually having any having to um, defend his position, and he doesn't want to be confronted. He wants to he wants to do it without just what he said. I don't have to worry about it. I can look so cool to these kids. I don't know. I mean, if that's what it takes to look cool, I don't know. All right, we're back after this. Hour two, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Lots to do. We'll spend some of our two on the Twitter files. Drop part two. Barry Weiss tonight dropped it. Uh, so we'll start talking about that. We'll talk more about this prisoner swap today. Uh, we'll do some more news with Rick Delgado here in just a second. But let me welcome in here for our Geo and um, Harry holding it down tonight. Friends off today and tomorrow as he spends some family time much needed. Uh, let me welcome in on Slick Rick here for hour two. First of all, how are you? How was your event? Very nice event. Islip Arts Council, Big D. Always got to keep the arts going with the young people. So it was a great little gala. So nice to be here tonight, Big D and Rick. You didn't, you didn't talk uh, with the young people. You didn't have anything about um, um, sex toys and sex objects, did you, during your thing? Nope, not at all, Big D. You sure? Okay, so you, you, you won't be out? able to get... You will not be able to get a job at private schools in Illinois, just so you know, Slick oh, Rick. So great. there you go. Um, all right, very good. We'll do some sports with Slick Rick here in a second. Uh, we'll do some news. We've talked about the merchant of death here uh, in hour one, a lot of it. Got some other things I want to try to get to as well. Um, but let's get to Barry Weiss. So we all saw Matt Taibbi a couple Fridays ago drop the first part of the Twitter files and what was going on. Uh, behind the scenes at Twitter uh, to suppress, violate people's um, First Amendment in violation of the Constitution. Um, and we were waiting for part two, and we didn't get part two. And then we found out on, I think it was Friday, last Friday, why we didn't get part two, which or we, it was supposed to be Friday. We found out on Monday why we didn't get part two, which was because of Sky Baker was trying to scrub and save the FBI from the embarrassment that we already know they are and scrub the FBI out of the, these, um, this next dump that was coming out. And so finally tonight at 7.20, I think it was, we got the Twitter files part two. Matt Taibbi handled the first part and Barry Weiss, formerly of the New York Times, is handling the second part all in the direction of Elon Musk, who, and let's call it what it will, for all the people who said that they were going to go in and take down and, and expose people in Washington, there's a lot of people who say they're going to do it. 
And there's a lot of people who haven't really been able to do it. And so far, Elon Musk has done a better job of it than almost anyone I could think of in a short amount of time. So Thread, the Twitter Files Part 2, Twitter's secret blacklists. This is what was on Barry Weiss's Twitter tonight. I'm sure some of you have seen some of it or heard about some of it. But let's go through it. A new Twitter Files investigation reveals that teams of Twitter employees built blacklists, prevent disfavored tweets from trending, and actively limited the visibility of entire accounts or even trending topics, all in secret without informing users. You know, one of the more interesting back and forths I've seen on Twitter was Jack Dorsey, founder and formerly the CEO, and Elon Musk, new, new CEO and new owner, and the two of them going back and forth, and Jack, of course, saying, why are you drip-drabbing this out? Why don't you just release all of it? And Elon came back and said, uh, <laughs> hey, Jack, I hate to tell you this, but basically, we're going through a lot of this, and by the way, this is stuff that you didn't know. No one even told you that this was going on in your company underneath your nose. So you just let us handle how we release it, and you'll probably learn a few things. Um, number two, Twitter once had a mission to give everyone the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. Along the way, barriers nevertheless were created. Number three, take example, Stanford's Dr. Jay Bacciara, who we have spoken about in the last two years on this show, Dr. Bacciara, um, Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Robert Malone, um, Dr. John Ioannidis, Dr. David um, Kirby from Yale, all of the doctors we referenced all these years about what they were saying, about, wait a second, we're making decisions here without reliable data. Right. There's no scientific background in that. There's no scientific evidence that that works. There's no scientific evidence that that works. There is scientific work that uh, ivermectin works. I've been giving it Dr. Corey in front of Congress. I've been giving patients this. I'm telling you, if you take this prophylactically, you will not get sick. We talked about all these doctors. Dr. Bacciara, who argued that COVID lockdowns would harm children. This is back in 2020. Twitter secretly placed him on a trending blacklist, which prevented his tweets from trending, and there's a screenshot from the back end of Twitter that shows Professor Stanford School of Medicine, MD, PhD, Health Policy, Infectious Disease, trending blacklist, strike count zero, recent abuse strike, active. Number four, consider the popular right-wing talk show host. I love how they, they, they define him as right-wing. <laughs> right-wing, this guy believes in the Constitution, right you know. Dan Bongino. <laughs> who at one point was slapped with a search blacklist. And what's funny is Bongino in this screenshot, I'm, I'm assuming this is a screenshot of um, Twitter's back end. He's labeled as public enemy number one. Now, maybe that's his, his own label for himself on Twitter. I don't know. Maybe at the time that was on his Twitter, but it says public enemy number one. Um, notification spike search blacklist. Those are the two things that he had put on his account. Twitter set the account of conservative activist Charlie Kirk. Oh, 
to, quote, do not amplify. And there's Charlie Kirk's account to back in. Recent abuse strike, notification spike, do not amplify. All clicked and all active in the back end here. Twitter denied that it does such things while they were doing such things. In 2018, Twitter's Vijaya Gotti, then head of legal policy and trust, and Kayvon uh, Bakpour, head of product, said, we do not shadow ban, they added, and we certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. What many people call shadow ban, and this is the best one that, that um, Delgado's been referring to, <laughs> What many people call shadow banning, Twitter executives and employees came up with the name visibly filtering or VF. Yeah. Multiple high-level sources confirmed its meeting to us. So there you to go. Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi. That mean that means they could get away with saying, "Oh, we don't shadow ban," because they don't call it shadow banning. Right. They, you know, you didn't ask us if we visibly filter. Right. If we visibly filter, uh, that that's a different question altogether because that's a different that's a different term. Yeah. And Barry White <laughs> says scumbags. They exactly. Think think about visibly filtering as being a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels. It's a very powerful tool, said one senior employee that told us this. VF refers to Twitter's control over users' visibility. It used VF to block searches of individual users, to limit the scope of particular tweets' discoverability, to block selected users' posts from ever appearing on the trending page, and from inclusion in any hashtag searches. All without, this is a separate post, all without users' knowledge. Number 11, quote, we control visibility quite a bit, this insider told us, and we control the amplification of your content quite a bit, and normal people do not know how much we do, one Twitter engineer told us. Two additional Twitter employees confirmed. Number 12, the group that decided whether to limit the reach of certain users was the, the, the strategic response team. Global Escalation Team, or SRTGET. It often handled up to 200 cases, quote-unquote cases, a day, meaning 200 tweets they didn't like. But there existed a level beyond official ticketing, beyond Ooh. the rank-and-file moderators following the company's policy on paper. That is the Site Integrity Policy Policy Escalation Support, known as SIP, PES. This secret group included <laughs> head of legal policy and trust Vijaya Gotti, who had, by the way, none of that trust, policy, or legal. Uh, the global head of trust and safety, Yoel Roth, who had no trust and had, didn't give a damn about safety. These are all like government. These are these people are all ended up being like these government entities. The Department of Education is anti-education. Department of Energy is anti-energy. It's like these people, they're the head of trust and safety. Well, no one trusts them, and they don't give a damn about safety. Subsequent CEOs, Jack Dorsey and Parag Agarwal, and others. This is where the biggest, most politically sensitive decisions got made. Think high follower count, controversial, another Twitter employee told us. For these, there would be no ticket, no anything. One of the accounts that rose to this level of scrutiny was Libs of TikTok an account that was on the trends blacklist 
and was designated as a do not take action on user without consulting with SIP PES. The account, which Shia Raddick began in November 2020 and now boasts over 1.4 million followers, was subjected to six suspensions in 2022 alone. Each time Radic was blocked from posting for as long as a week, Twitter, tw Twitter repeatedly informed her that she had been suspended for violating Twitter's policy against hateful conduct. But in an internal SIP PES memo from October 2022, after her seventh suspension, the committee acknowledged that LTT Libs of TikTok has not directly engaged in behavior that's violating of the hateful conduct policy. And, and why is that? Well, because Libs of TikTok, all they do is repost what Libs on TikTok actually post themselves. So that, <laughs> she's, she's not doing anything. She's just, she's just, hey, look what this person put up. Or, hey, look what this idiot put up. <laughs> The committee justified her suspensions internally by claiming her posts encourage online harassment of hospitals and medical providers, quote unquote, by insinuating, quote, that gender aff affirming health care is equivalent to child abuse or grooming. <laughs> Compare this to what happened when Rajik herself was doxxed on November 21st, 2022, a photo of her home with her address was posted in a tweet that garnered more than 10,000 likes. When Rachik told Twitter that her address had been disseminated, she says Twitter support responded with the following message. We reviewed the reported content and didn't find it to be a violation of Twitter rules. No action was taken. The doxing tweet is still available today. Amazing. In internal Slack messages, Twitter employees spoke of using technicalities to restrict the visibility of tweets and subjects. Here's Yuval Roth, Twitter's then global head of trust and safety in a direct message to colleagues in 2021. And it's basically a direct message basically showing how they're trying to do an end around to get to the, you know, the, the means justifies the ends. <laughs> so just absolutely unbelievable. about birch gold lack of a red wave everybody's worried about the midterms will that bring a more emboldened joe biden more wasteful government spending higher taxes how are you going to protect your hard-earned savings from the reinvigorated left well the answer would be gold gold is the world's oldest most proven form of currency it's there for you when inflation soars when other assets go sideways that's why birch gold is so thrilled to introduce a new product that reimagines gold as a currency and that, of course, is the Goldback. 
This month, you'll get a free gold back for every $5,000 purchase when you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a precious metals IRA with Birch Gold by December 22nd. You got a little time left here. Birch Gold will help you own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered account. So text America, send it to 989898 and claim your free information kit on gold. Then talk to one of their precious metal experts. Plus, with every purchase you make before December 22nd, you'll get a free gold back. It's a great stocking stuffer just in time for Christmas. Once again, text America to 989898. Protect your savings with gold and do it today. All right, 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Since he has joined us here in hour two, let's do some sports. I know we got a game going, I think. Yes, Pick the Raiders, Slick Rick. I don't know how the game's going, but we'll check it out right now. As we do sports, sports is brought to you by our friend, Mike Lindell. And, of course, MyPillow, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Mr. Lindell sent me some great stuff today that I actually posted, some great sales that I posted on our getter. Uh, LFS6B is the code at checkout. And, uh, I mean, besides the percentage off, I mean, just the straight deals, biggest betting oh, yeah. sheet sale ever. He sent me today. I posted it. Queen size down to now $39.98. I think it was regularly 90 bucks for the queen size for those new, per. I think it's pronounced Percali bed sheets. $39.98 while supplies last. I wow. hope you got on that today. LFS6B at checkout. I think I just bought those. I think I paid more than thirty nine ninety eight. <laughs> well, I just uh, I just got the uh, the uh, two sets of the Giza sheets. Yeah, I so got those too. We're, we're rocking those. You got to get the Percalis, baby. Now, now we got well, now we got to upgrade to the Percalis. Yeah. Jeez. All right, let's nice. do some sports. Who knew? Uh, brought to you by My Pillow. What's going on, Slick Rick? All right, Big D. Well, let's get right to it. Thursday night football action going on right now, and SoFi, where things aren't so fun for the Rams fans this year, but at SoFi Stadium down in L.A., um, what is that, Inglewood, and uh, right now it's 13-3, the Raiders with the lead, uh, about four minutes to go in the half, Big D. The spread on that, I understand, is vacillated between six and six and a half, but uh, I'm going to take the six, and I'm rolling the Raiders, and we're going to roll with that tonight, and then tomorrow night is odds makers. We'll get into that. Hopefully, I can get my uh, balance down a little, so I'm within striking distance of getting six back into the good, Six is a good number. I yeah, that, that, six that, that's the current six line. Is a fair number. Okay, good. Yeah, hey, let's 13, go out. 13-3. You're laying, you're laying six, 13-3. Um, Baker Mayfield has not quite found his footing out there in L.A. <laughs> you know, his first pass, though, 21 yards down the field, hit the seam. Good pass, so uh, not too bad. Got, got, got one initial... Uh, Opening uh, good drive, but uh, yeah, I think the Rams—they're three and nine, and they had a great year last year. Won the Super Bowl, defending champions. But it looks like they're—you uh, know—they're packing in. They're going to be play playing for the draft soon. And uh, so let's go. Speaking of Vegas, let's go to Vegas. Thomas and Mac Arena. We got the Wranglers National Finals. Big D. This is uh, what night eight of uh, ten great nights of rodeo. And here we are, round seven. We got Jess Pope on Mayhem. These are last night's results. Jess Pope on Mayhem, Big Stone Rodeo with 89 points. So uh, let's see. We're going to go ahead back and down to Saddle Bronc riding. Logan Hay on Garden City Gal. Almost be from Long Island. And uh, that was 90 points. 
Moving along, bull riding. Trevor Kastner, midnight rider, 90 and a half points. Steer wrestling, Ty Erickson, 3.7 seconds, good score. Uh, team roping, Trey, Tyler Wade and Trey Yates, 3.9 seconds, also very good score. Tie down roping, Kincaid Henry, 7.1 seconds. And let's not forget, of course, our girls with the barrel racing. What's the number tonight? Wenda Johnson again up there, number one, 13.6 seconds, 28940 per round each winner. So it'll wrap up this weekend. Of course, we'll have another update tomorrow night and a full recap on Monday. That's the biggest rodeo, one of the biggest rodeos of the year. 9.6 million plus payout big day. Big, big, big money. And speaking of big stories today, uh, well, I know you guys might have covered Brittany Griner a little early. I checked in with Rick, but there was some uh, some of the sports world that got involved a little bit today with some comments and some tweets. Uh, Boomer Esiason blasts Biden's trade for uh, Brittany Griner. He says, we look so pathetic. This is from Dylan Gwynn, of course, a Breitbart, the only place you're going to see it. Before eventually bowing to the woke mob, Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons had a moment of true trade of bravery where he blasted the Biden administration for trading to get WNBA star Brittany Griner, but leaving behind Marine Paul Whelan. Uh, in a tweet that was since been deleted, Parsons wrote, wait, nah, we left the Marine? Hell nah, quote unquote. So uh, he that was- it. He deleted yeah. it, yeah. Well, you know, pressure. I think Jerry called him up and said, well, you know, you can't be doing that now, Micah. It's not good for America's team. Meanwhile, you know. Well, Micah, this is Jerry uh, Jones yeah. here. Before I go to the strip club, you got to take the tweet down there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't make it rain with that tweet. And he, anyway. Strip in club? It, yeah. <laughs> well, who, who, who are you doing, Robert Kraft or uh, Jerry Jones? Jer- no, Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones, yeah. Anyway, the deal Biden arranged sent the notorious, well, you guys covered all that about Victor Bout and all, though, but um, I'm telling you, more people feel that way than don't about, you know, the tweets that came in when Pike Parsons had done that tweet, Big D, oh, streams and streams of people coming in, you know, applauding the young man for saying what he said, agreeing with what he said, obviously makes sense, but you know, the woke mob jumps on these sports stars and they succumb. Really, I'm disappointed. I love well, it, Mike. It also makes sense, Slick Rick, because he followed it up by saying, hey, sorry, I, uh, no offense taken, no offense um, meant you know, I'm glad we got an American citizen home. We should all be happy about that. But I've got family members who have served in the Marines or served in the whatever. You know, he had a follow-up tweet that specifically said, hey, I got I got family members, man, who served this country and uh, been overseas. And I just think, what are we doing? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, he was right on the money. And the fact that he deleted the first one is disappointing. But it this is, is what happens. And he's going to learn, like every other one learns, when you bow to the woke mob, you think you're going to accomplish something that you're not going to accomplish. Yeah. It's a shame. And he even said that. He said, and Biden, I'm not voting for you. That's why I'm, I'm not voting for you. He's you know, not a fan of Biden. Biden. He also said, look, I'm not a fan of Trump, but I'm not a fan of Biden either. So, you know, when the woke mob was going at him, he kind of went back at them a little bit. He's pretty active on the Twitter. Young man. He's a second year player. Probably arguably the best defensive player in the league right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was disappointed, Big D, when he rolled it back. I was so excited when I saw that this morning. I was like, yeah, you jumped in there, and, and you know, it is what it is. But uh, that's a wrap in sports, Big D. Back to you. We'll keep you on an update on that Thursday night football game out in uh, L.A. All right, Slick Rick, very good. Um, so, hey, uh, Delgado, I'm looking Yo. at some notes I just got about um, programming tomorrow night. Ted Nugent, who's on after us on Friday oh, night. Oh, Are you yeah. aware of this? He's got a very fine show. Does. Yes. Yes. Um, do you know who his guest is going to be tomorrow? Now, you are, are of, of course, of, of Opie and Anthony fame. 
and you know a lot of comedians, and me and you have talked about a specific comedian that we've maybe tried to get on the show, oh, I don't know, for a while now. Mm-hmm. Ted Nugent will be joined by legendary comedian Jim Brewer tomorrow night after oh, us. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that's where he is, Delgado. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> mind oh, man, you, mind a- you, if you want a little trivia here, I also, uh, I also introduced Ted Nugent. At a concert down in uh, Fort Myers, Florida, many moons ago. Brought him up on stage. Okay. How was, how was the last conversation you had about Brewer coming on LFS6B? How'd that go? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's still brewing. <laughs> uh, whatever, man. Well, you can, watch, you can watch Jim Brewer tomorrow night on Ted Nugent's show right after us. And yeah. I'm sure the two of them together... <laughs> I'm sure the two of them together are going to be absolutely fantastic. Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. 30 minutes past the hour. Some good talk in the Getter chats. Good to see everybody in there. Fired up. Make sure you share the show. Make sure you like our Getter page at LFS6B. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you follow us over on Locals, which I have. Um, you can get to from our, our Getter page. And it's free to join Locals and follow us. So be part of the community over there. We're going to do a lot of free stuff. And if you choose to uh, support the show, I think there's like an option for like a $10 a month uh, support to help the show. And that'll help go towards, well, just keeping the show going and doing the things we have to do. Slick Rick wants a raise, so it's going to mainly go to him probably. <laughs> funny, I was just so, talking about that today. Uh, <laughs> My agent. So yeah, exactly. I got to deal with his agent now. So, um, uh, but no, seriously, join us of our locals. I'm going to be doing a lot of streaming that's not the show. Pre-show, uh, AMAs. All kinds of great stuff behind the scenes. What's an AMA? And eventually, once we get to it, we have to get to a certain level on locals to be able to stream. Like, uh, I think you can stream up to like two hours. So we'll stream there during the commercial breaks. Um, yeah. and so it'll be a great place to chat with us too during the commercial breaks. Right, so we'll yeah. do all kinds of good stuff over yeah, that's there. That's what I thought. Um, all right, let's do some news here. Harry and um, Gio holding it down tonight. Friends off today and tomorrow. Uh, let's do some news and hear what the news brought to you by Early Treatment Meds. EarlyTreatmentMeds.com. Our friends over at Seven Cells, of course, also sponsor Early Treatment Meds. If you're looking for that early treatment pack for uh, ivermectin, who I guess the CDC came out with another article today that says, um, no, ivermectin doesn't work in the treatment of COVID. And then they, within the article, go and cite um, studies that show that it does. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's really remarkable. It's bananas. The headline is, no, it doesn't work. And then the studies, I, I just trust Dr. Pierre Corey. Yeah. Besides the fact that obviously I've taken it and, and everybody I know has taken it because everybody I know has an early treatment pack in their, in their uh, bathroom, uh, you know, medicine cabinet. Um, and you're not so, inclined to run the Kentucky mile and a quarter at all? 
nothing nothing like that you're good yeah no no it's it's more than it is more than a horse pace just okay. so you know yes all that's right. exactly right so all right, good to know um all right, let's do some news brought to you by Early Treatment Meds. And here with that is Rick Delgado. What's going on, pal? All right, well, a little first piece oh, of news. Can I say one last yeah. thing about that? Go ahead. Also, getting it from them, for people who complain it's a little too expensive, I know that I'm getting uh, the medicine sourced here in the U.S. I'm not getting it sourced from God knows where and who knows what I'm actually getting when you buy it some of these other places that have it. So that's just a fact. Uh, and that should be part of your thinking when you're going to go get something that's not prescribed from your doctor and you're not going down to CVS and getting Think about where it's sourced from. So, all right, go ahead, Rick. Yeah, good point. Hey, uh, just a bit of news on the celebrity front. Uh, still confirming uh, Jim Brewer is still not going to be a friend of the show just yet. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> just a little joke there for the audience so they know. We've been working on Brewer. And Delgado has some history with him, so I just thought you know it was going to be just an and easy it... one, two, three, call him, come on, which we had. We, it, it was. It was... Yeah, that's that's right. the crazy part. The whole thing. Like, like I'm looking at my text right now. Let me, let, let, let me just take a moment here because I just oh, had no, it up. You don't want to reveal his text, do you? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Come on the show, you. Jim. He's your friend. Well. I guess. <laughs> I thought. That's, that's Harry's favorite comic, right? <laughs> Harry loves him. Yeah. Back in September. Right? Was it September of 2021 when he came out with all that stuff? Yes. And then all of a sudden, you know, and I called him that morning and we chatted. And he's like, <laughs> oh, bro, what's going on? He's like, what's up, Hammer? And I'm like, hey, Jim, you know, long time, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you even know who this is? He goes, of course I know who this is. So we start talking. We're on the phone for like 10, 15 minutes. You say he calls yep. you Hammer? He calls everybody Hammer. <laughs> oh, what? You know Paul Pelosi. Does he know DJ? Does he know DJ Rick Fiction? No, no, he doesn't know me as DJ Rick Fiction. Okay. Shut up. Here comes something. Anyhow, um, so anyhow, I kind of, I had mentioned to him, hey, you know, we're doing the show. It will fit right in. Blah blah blah. We'll support you. Whatever you want to do. I sent him some info. Maybe that was the problem. I sent him some info. And he got a he got a look in some of our stuff, and he said, "Yeah, I'm not coming on your stupid show." <laughs> so, so, so now, wait a minute. Wait a what? minute here. Well, so I, I met him show. for the first time uh, with John at John Perry's event. Uh, I'm sorry, John Rich's event uh, in Nashville. Okay. All right. And I, I mentioned about the show, too. And he did comment. He knew about the show. But should I call him up? Do you really want him to just burn, just burn any bridge I've got left with the guy there, Harry? Is that what you're working on? Well, if Harry gets him and not you, that's not a good look. <laughs> so anyhow. Oh, good point, G. I kind of like that angle, And he doesn't too. call me Hammer. He doesn't Back call you Hammer. He no. referred to me as Harry on the highway. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'd been to his house in New Jersey when he lived there. Yeah. You know, the whole thing, whatever, whatever. Because I saw him for the first time that night. I really didn't really, I'll be honest with you, and I told him I didn't really know who he was. And I was laughing hysterical at, at the private event. Then I went online and caught some stuff with him and the Paramount. And I, I just, I, I haven't laughed that hard since Eddie Murphy Raw, if you remember oh, that, back on Showtime when that was hilarious. released. This, this guy, I, I was crying. I was up in bed watching his stuff on YouTube for three hours, I couldn't get to sleep. It was right. amazing. Great, thanks. So, so again, should I try to give him a call or text and see if we can get him on the show? It's just a 
what I'm asking, Hammer. Should I do, you do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so then I, it sounds like a fiction Should I try story. to call him so, now? So, so, then, so, then, I, so then I texted him. I texted him on Christmas. Well, Send him a text on Christmas. He texts me back, Merry Christmas, right? Why wouldn't he? Yeah. It's Christmas. Yeah. Sounds like you might have a Rick fictional friendship. But, exactly. Shut up, G. <laughs> Roll it, G. Roll it. <laughs> I'm going to stab you. So, um, so Hammer, <laughs> I could try to text him right now. He's probably with Ted Nugent, if you want. He's I not try with to Ted dial Nugent. Up Ted. They probably already taped it. Harry. <laughs> Zen Jr. and myself. Well, he's probably still up at the ranch. Zen Jr. and myself put his, you know, Ted's studio together. So we got a decent relationship. Oh. What do you think, Hammer? Like you have a rich fictional <laughs> relationship. <laughs> oh. Shut up, Gio. Right, can we do the news? Or are we doing yeah, news? Come on. Yeah, we were. The rails here. Oh, great. Now I'm hearing from people that, that are watching the show going, ah, Rick Fiction, funny. <laughs> great. Thanks, Uh-oh. Kev. We're getting sure made up. What are you talking I about? I got people texting me from, from Arizona t- laughing at me. Great. Yeah, well. Yeah, but Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Yabba Dabba Damon. Welcome whatever. to the party, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Is it my time in the barrel? It's my time. 15 minutes in the barrel. I'm taking it hard. Um, all right. So anyhow, as we left it, the last time I texted with him, he was coming to New York to do a different show that wasn't called ours. How about that? <laughs> yes, correct. There you go. So there's a little news over there. Um, now getting to this news here, actual news. Fury is a U.S. Army lieutenant. Uh, Colonel calls the cops on a New Jersey mom. Did you hear about this story? No. A high-ranking U.S. military officer is facing backlash, as well he should, for calling the cops on a mom who complained about sexual preference posters at her daughter's elementary school. Telling her story on another show, the mother named Angela Reading revealed that she was told that she was being monitored by local law enforcement after airing concerns about posters hanging in the entrance of her seven-year-old school in North Hanover Township in New Jersey. Reportedly, part of an assignment was to create a safe space for students and and colorful art installations containing language that tout different sorts of sexuality for seven-year-olds, including uh, both poly and pansexual, all scrawled in kids' handwriting. Basically, the teachers are having kids write this stuff up and make the art in her post published november 22nd redding alerted other parents of the poster's contents which ultimately garnered an unforeseen response from local law enforcement uh speaking thursday reading revealed cops became privy to her since deleted facebook post after being tipped off by a lieutenant colonel at the nearby nearby military base mcguire dix lakehurst who took issue with the post uh this lieutenant um Lieutenant Colonel Christopher Schilling uh, is his name, and now parents are demanding he hand in his resignation. Uh, Redding, meanwhile, in her post, argued that unspecific elementary school's uh, hallway display was perverse, saying it should be illegal to expose my kids to sexual content. Usually, that stuff gets people in trouble. Photos show some of the contentious uh, phrases and drawings penned by the kids to make students feel good and accepted, including the message, don't be afraid of who you are, flags associated with sexual orientation and ideologies, such as, this sounds like Project Veritas, gender, queer, non-binary, agender, transgender, and pansexual. Um, the military official, a senior staffer at the New Jersey uh, military base, said that staffers were working with local police 
to monitor her situation while ensuring the continued safety of the community. Now, think about this. So you got the military and local police monitoring a mom who's concerned about her seven-year-old being exposed to sexually graphic material. Uh, Redding recalled, I was more than surprised. I was scared. Uh, she recalled, and who did not provide the name of her school, but revealed that she had more than one child enrolled before ultimately deciding to pull both of them permanently. So smart for this mom, she pulled her her kids out of that school. Uh, She added it was mind-boggling that I was actually worried about them, questioning why the military would come after her for simply raising concern about a public poster that was widely available to all to see. So just a strange, weird... um, story about uh, how different factions now seem to be you know infected by this woke culture of of child grooming that's the only way you can describe it um i don't know if you'd call it visibility filtering or you'd call it child grooming i'm going to call it child grooming because that's what it is when you're exposing seven-year-old seven-year-olds to make posters up that 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 highlight different types of sex it's it's ridiculous and it's Quite frankly, disgusting. Um, Upon hearing of the story, the purpose of the military is to defend us against foreign enemies, not to police Facebook posts. So let's hope something happens to this uh, lieutenant colonel, uh, because that, that, you know, you're you're not supposed to be targeting American citizens. Uh, You're there to protect American citizens. You're violating your oath to the Constitution by deciding you're going to you're going to target an American citizen simply because she's worried about sexual content being exposed to her seven year old child. That's where we are in this country. And that's it's scary. And right on the heels of that. Oh, well, what do we have? The um, governor elect of Arizona, Katie Hobbs, is now directing Arizonans to monitor election speech. Less than a week after she was caught working with Twitter to silence conservative speech online. So think about that for a while there, Maricopa County. Uh, This is also the Maricopa County where, of course, under her direction at her office, sabotaged the most recent elections and prevented many Arizonans from voting that day. So there you have that. It's just run rampant on the left. It's it's insane between between the targeting of kids and the targeting of conservatives. It it is an all out assault on the institutions of our country, and it needs to stop. Yeah, and that's what I got for Um, news. All right, very good. Thanks, Rick. We'll do some more sports. A little more news before we wrap it up. Elon Musk just tweeted. Twitter's working on a software update that will show your true account status so you can clearly see if you've been shadow banned, the reason why, and how to appeal. So he just tweeted that. And and Elon Musk also tweeted that uh, Jim Brewer is still not coming on the show. (laughs) All right, live from Studio 6B, we'll do some more sports. B on a Thursday night. Glad you've been a part of the show. Is that Delbert? 
No, it's not Delbert. You oh. be quiet. We'll get, we'll get some Delbert going on this show. Harry picked a little Van Halen there going out. Ooh, that was yeah. different. Smoking. Pretty good. Caught everybody by surprise. 1984. Yeah. It was 1984. Very good, Great Slick year. Rick. Great year for music. Oh. Very good. David Lee Roth. David yeah. was two at the time, I think. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was, he was probably eight. 84, I was, um, I was 12. 12? Oh, you were. Oh, okay. I was gosh. 12. Thank he, you. He, he was 6'2 at that age. <laughs> yes. I didn't exist. Yes, I was 6'2. What'd you say, G? I didn't exist for like another nine years. Wow. Yeah, wow. Shut up, Gio. Yeah, shut I mean, up, really. Gio. Please, come on, don't, Gio. don't make us sick. Really? Exactly. All right, let's do some sports. And I got shoes older is, than that. Um, <laughs> is, uh, Slick Rick, Rick Amorati. What's going on, pal? All right, let's check in on that Thursday night football game. Big D at the half in SoFi out in L.A., baby. It's 13-3. The Raiders are up right now. Six-point uh, favorites. We'll see how that goes. Baker Mayfield, I think he's thrown three passes, and the rest of the night he's running for his life. But, you know, hey, you never know. Rams may come back, but uh, I don't think so. I'm certainly not uh, looking too great this year. So that's the scoop on that. And, uh, well, Kyrie Irving covers Nike shoe logo with I Am Free after split from the brand. TMZ Sports reporting, Kyrie Irving gave the middle finger to Nike with a message on his signature shoes Wednesday night covering the swoosh logo etching I am free thank you God I am on a patch of tape after his breakup with the snake a giant this is TMZ re- sports reporting Big D Irving hit the court at Barclays Center for the first time since becoming a shoe free agent on Monday and while he decided to keep wearing his own kicks he made sure to distance himself from his former partner Irving rocked the Nike Kyrie 3 PE in the Raygun colorway for the matchup against the Charlotte Hornets but if you look closely the side logo is covered with black tape. Kind of like what Rick, De- Rick uh, right. Delgado does with his Tennessee shirt. Yeah, exactly. Logos. Gotta and cover that logo. He's doing Nobody... the same. He's pulling a Delgado. Exactly. He's ripping so. me off. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Unbelievable. But uh, yeah, so, and, you know, the whole story. But here's a good story. People are going to love this one. IndyCar to showcase run-up to Indy 500 with behind-the-scenes series. This is an AP report. IndyCar has landed its own drive-to-survive type docudrama that will showcase the build-up to next year's Indianapolis 500, that great big race in May. The six-part 100 Days to Indy will air on the CW Network next spring and chronicle the 100-day window ahead of the greatest spectacle in racing on May 28th at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Filming will begin with the IndyCar season opener and run through the checkered flag at the Indy 500. The program will be co-produced by Penske Entertainment and Vice Media Group. Penske Entertainment is the division of Roger Penske's business empire that owns IndyCar and the Speedway. So it should be a lot of fun. It's a docuseries. be directed by Patrick Diamond, not Damon, and uh, who uh, won an Emmy for Outstanding Camera Work for HBO's 24-7 Kelly Slater. Each episode will do a debut on the CW and re-air on Vice TV. The program will be the first sports project since Nextar Media Group Inc. acquired 75% of the CW, which is considered fifth among the major broadcast networks in the United States. So, IndyCar Racing Big D, that should be a lot of fun, good series. A lot of folks are going to love that. We got a lot of racing fans that watch 6B. I try to report on it as best I can. NASCAR is out of season. We keep on the NHRA. Remember all the people, well, you got to report on the NHRA. It's the only drag race in this network's going to like. So, that's it, Big D. That's a wrap in sports. Back to you. (laughs) All right, Slick Rick, very very good. Slick Rick, I got a lot of emails about your um about last night. People actually loved um the, 
the heat you were bringing last night. So just Thank to let you, you know. That fires so. me up. I'll tell you. I, that Anything with the military, you know, that's my one regret in life that I was not in the military. But, man, I hold those people above all sports yeah. idols. All, I love them more than anybody. And if you get a chance, get to Hawaii, go to Pearl Harbor, see that USS Arizona, and give me a call. Tell me, tell me time doesn't freeze when you're looking at that ship where it sank. You know, you know what's funny is I, I have the same thought about my biggest regret. And it stemmed from a, a gentleman that I used to work with after I left college, this guy named Charlie Glad on the North Shore of Long Island. He ran this restaurant. Just the nicest gentleman. Just a gentleman. And he treated everybody with kindness and respect. And it was like, I'm like, oh, who are you? Like, how come I've never met somebody like this? And then I found out his background. And I was like, oh, I get it now. I got it. It, it clicked. You know, while I was uh, while I was working with him, I'm like, this guy is just a total gentleman. This is why everybody loved Charlie. It was amazing. Just a great, great guy. And, and he attributed it to his time in the military. Taught him how to be a man, he said. Yep. And a gentleman. Yeah. Was that a movie, Officer and a Gentleman? Yeah. Yeah, and then he <laughs> carried me was. off. 82. It was cute. <clears throat> Um, hey, Rick Delgado, bruise for you, 64. Send me a message on Getter. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, you guys were tagged on it, too. And he says, hammer time. Uh, Jim, Jim, Jim Brewer was the MC for the Hurricane Relief concert a few weeks ago with Ted Nugent and Leonard Skinner. That's why he's hanging out with Uncle Ted Friday at the Spirit Campfire on Real America's Voice. Well, that's cool. And then he said, and that's why he's not hanging out with you three losers. <laughs> well, no, I added that part. He didn't add that, but yeah, so there you go. There you go. Uh, any other news you want to get to before we wrap it up on a Thursday um, night? Let me see. Did I have one set aside? Um, no, I covered that one. I covered that one. The Britney Griner stuff. We really dove into the Britney Griner stuff. Uh, no, just uh, just my, my fascination with uh, who is Dilbert. So. That's, that's all I got. Did you say who's Delbert? Yeah. yeah. Right, let me just let me just let me help you guys out here a little bit. Now keep in mind. Whoa. Down like the blues there, dude. <laughs> Sounds like a fight's ready to break out. <laughs> Sounds like the music they used in Roadhouse. Now, come on now. Yeah. That's, just, that's I like a little it. Delbert. Scene? No, I like it. That's a little Delbert for you right there. It doesn't get any better than Delbert, right, G? That's good electric guitar there, I'll tell you that. I like Stevie good. Ray. You like the Stevie Ray? That sounds like Stevie Ray. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to get to, since Rick doesn't have any more news, there's an article today, um, Make the GOP Brave Again, and it's... A good a good look at what we've been talking about about the GOP, Ron, Ron McDaniel, and um, obviously um, at least our idea that there needs to be some change at the top. You can't if you know. And somebody, I think it was Marco Rubio, said today, and I retweeted it. He said, "Let me get this straight. We lost in twenty, lost in twenty two, lost in eighteen, and the GOP doesn't think there needs to be any changes with anything." And I retweeted it and reminded him that uh, not only that, but if not for Lee Zeldin in New York, Governor DeSantis in Florida, we probably wouldn't even have the House in 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 22 going yeah. into 23. Yeah, good point. 
Good point. So it's even worse. It's worse than just looking backwards. You have to look at right now and think, if it wasn't for Lee Zeldin pulling all these guys across the finish line in New York, DeSantis sweeping Florida and, and pulling everybody along with him. I mean, where would we be? This would be... I mean, so the idea that we're going to elect... The idea that McConnell's back is just nauseating. But the idea that even past him, um, we're going to elect Ronna McDaniel again to keep doing the same thing and not give serious consideration to some going in a different direction is... Seems crazy. Yeah. Seems absolutely crazy. And whatever's going on in the house, let me just quickly say before we have to hit, we have to go. I, you don't like Kevin McCarthy? That's fine. I'm, I'm not. Not. We looked at his voting record. He's got an F from Conservative Review. Andy Biggs has an A. Andy Biggs is not going to get 218. So can we? What are we doing? While the Democrats are scheming, trying to figure out, they've got their full caucus that's going to vote whatever they tell them to do. Can they get 10 or 11 Republicans to say, you know what, I'm not waiting for these guys. Let's vote for uh, Upton, the guy from Michigan. And now we have a center leftist as Speaker of the House while all these other guys are trying to figure out what they're going to do. And we're not voting for McCarthy. Okay, fine. Who are you going to vote for? How are we going to chair these committees? Who's going to sign off on the subpoenas? Can we make a decision here pretty soon? Because January's coming. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders. Oh, my God. EMTs, thanks, everybody, on the show. Thanks a lot, Hair. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, uh, Fran. We're thinking about you. We'll see you tomorrow night live from Studio 6B. <laughs>